Hey, Chosen Fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to Season 7 of the Tell Me About It podcast. In this season, we're bringing you the Seasons of Life series, where we interview different guests and friends of ours in different stages of life. We believe in the power of testimony, and the Word makes it clear that we are better together. If you aren't caught up, feel free to subscribe and binge our first six seasons wherever you find your podcast. And if this podcast has impacted you, we would be honored if you would rate us within your podcast app of choice. Grab your Chick-fil-A nuggets with us. And, and let's, let's get, get this, this party started. Hello, Chosen Girl family. It is just um, Sarah here today, but with a very special guest. So happy Tuesday. We're so glad that you've joined us. And we're so excited that Whitney Simpson is back on our podcast. Whitney, thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me back. So if y'all remember from, I believe it was two seasons ago, it was last year at this time. Because we, we kind of divide our seasons like semesters, so two per year. Mm-hmm. Still in college mode, even though we're almost 30 years old. Yes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Y'all know that she came and spread her wisdom on the podcast, and you know that we love her podcast, Pockets of Peace. And Exploring do, Peace. Ex, oh my gosh, why did I say Pockets I don't know. Pockets of Peace? I don't know, but that's a great, that's a great name. Where did I, did I come up? Maybe copyright chosen girl right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Exploring Peace. Exploring Peace that got Liz and I mm-hmm. through the entire mm-hmm. pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she's back to talk about her brand new book which we are so excited, fully human, fully divine. It is in my hands. It feels so good. And it's beautiful. Thank you. I'm really proud of it. As you should be. So um, the subtitle is An Advent Devotional for the Whole Self by Whitney R. Simpson. That's me. And so, Whitney, if you just want to give us a little life update, and then we'll jump right into this beautiful book. Of course. So let's see. During the pandemic... I had a long season of, as you know, I owned a yoga studio at the time. Yes. We were mandated closure for several months. We lost a lot of teachers. We lost a lot of students. I went to teaching online on Zoom. I was teaching Mm -hmm. yoga on Zoom, doing everything I possibly could to try to just use my resources and be wise and do what God called me to do in an upside down world, right? Yes. And I was leading retreats at that time. Once a month or so, I would lead a retreat at a local convent in Nashville. And it was just such a fruitful time. But all of that shut down, every bit of it. Mm-hmm. And so I, it was coming up on Christmas. And I just sat down and said, I'm going to create this online retreat that people can do with me from anywhere. They don't have to come to the convent. They don't have to come to a yoga class. They can do this anywhere they are. So 2020, I wrote most of the content that you hold in your hands and we went through it together as a community online. Um, Exploring Peace Meditations has a small online community of supporters called Peace Seekers. And those Peace Seekers were the people that jumped right in and said, I'll do it, I'll do it, let's let's do this retreat together. So we journeyed through the four weeks before Christmas. So Advent is um, this year in 2022. Advent begins on Sunday, November 27th. And it's the four weeks before Christmas. Christmas. And it's an invitation to wait, Mm. to prepare ourselves, to get ready for Jesus. And what do we do? 
not that typically. So true. <laughs> right? Like, Guilty. Like we rush, we hurry, we plan, we put up trees, we send Christmas cards. And do we practice presence? Do we take slow, deep breaths? Do we meditate? A lot of times we don't. And so I just felt like, why not now? Like, why not in this season that we are given as Christians to prepare for the ultimate gift of embodiment, which is Jesus, then, you know, we got God in a person that's incarnation Mm -hmm. and we as humans get to live in these bodies of ours just like Jesus lived in a body, right? So true. But we don't always slow down and appreciate our bodies. We don't listen to our bodies. Our Christmas season, preparing for Christmas season, a lot of times is like the opposite of slowing down and listening to our bodies. It really is. So I just felt really called to give people permission um, to take a few deep breaths, to go slow, to not feel like they have to meet everybody else's expectations, to be able to say, you know what? I'm going to do this instead of that. And it's not meant to be like, steal all your joy and take all your fun away. (laughs) It's meant to enrich it by giving you permission to grow closer to God on the, on the journey of Advent. So fully human, fully divine is truly us embodying the gift of the one that came to us fully human and fully divine. Girl, amen. Mm-hmm. Take us to church. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so good. There we go. That is so good. This is um, really convicting me, as I mm-hmm. told you before we started. Mm-hmm. Um, I've canceled several social things this week because I feel my body saying, you need to stop. Mm-hmm. And it's not even Advent time. Right. <laughs> so um, I guess first off, and, and I didn't even tell you I was going to ask this question, but I feel like you are a great guide with this question, is how would you say to our listeners that what would you say is the best way to know when your body is alerting you? Mm. And I know that that comes in many shapes and sizes That's with different people. Great question. But what are some signs that our listeners may need to look for yes. that, that slowing down is for them? Well, let me... I'll share some of my own first yes. because I can speak about my own body best. And then I'll share about some of my clients. Perfect. Um, personally, I experience anxiety. I know that when I start to feel anxious and overwhelmed that something needs to shift. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I've had different seasons of my life where I've had different kinds of anxiety. As you know, I had a stroke and brain surgery almost 17 years ago at yes. Christmas, which is another element that this book you know, brings out that I'm passionate about is that we don't have to have a health crisis and a huge trauma in order to slow down. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that anxiety was different. That anxiety was, was post-traumatic stress anxiety. But today the way anxiety shows up in my life is when I am over stretched, right. Or overwhelmed. So it might be something as simple as recognizing you're holding your breath. Wow. I mean, oh my goodness, why am I holding my breath? Something else that I do, I chew on the inside of my mouth. (laughs) We are birds of a feather. (laughs) Birds of a feather. And I don't know I'm doing it until after like a day goes by and I, you know, run the tongue on the inside Mm -hmm. of my mouth and go, why am I doing that? 
And so it's an opportunity to step back, take some deep breaths, and really ask God, what am I overwhelmed by? What's, what, you know, what are you trying to get me to notice? How, what can I let go of? And sometimes we can't let go of certain things. Mm-hmm. I have been through a really challenging season in which my parents lost their house in the Nashville tornado. Mm-hmm. You know, that wasn't a time where I could just say, sorry, I gotta, you know, I, I yeah. can't help you right now. I, I'm, I'm stretched too thin. Um, Sometimes we just have to say, okay, God, this is a lot, but I need you to meet me here. So it's not that we always have the choice to step back from things. Mm -hmm. That's so true. But sometimes we do. Sometimes Sometimes it's my own doing. Yes. A lot of the times it's my own doing. Yes. But, and like you said, sometimes it's just life circumstances. Sometimes it's just life circumstances. So for me, um, some simple things, the anxiety is a trigger or noticing the, if I've been chewing on my mouth, if I get good night's sleep and I still don't feel rested, that's an alert. That's a noticing, right? Like, Mm -hmm. man, I'm just exhausted. What's going on in my body? Our bodies speak to us in many different ways. Um, if you're a person that, that uses gadgets to track things, um, your heart rate, your breath per minute, your body temperature, all of those things can be warning signs like, hey, something's, something's off here. But we don't have to have gadgets to, to know. Usually for most of us, we have hints and Nine times out of 10, we kind of know what our things are. I have lots of clients that maybe will clench their jaw or feel like their shoulders are attached to their ears and they've got really Mm. stiff shoulders or severe back pain that puts them in the bed. We have clues and oftentimes they're physical. Many times we don't want to pay attention to them. Yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Justify them. Mm-hmm. I become a really great lawyer. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, but yeah, it's just like a check engine light. It is. That's a great way to think about it. And are we going to be the people that just keep pushing through and pushing through and pushing through? Or are we going to honor the bodies that God gave us and have a little self-care and, and step back and go, okay, wow, maybe I do need this or I do need that. And it it might be something silly, you know, it might be something fun. It might be something, it might be a nap. (laughs) Who knows? We're all different in what we need. Um, but just if we could pay attention more and then follow through and give our bodies what they're asking for, that's huge. And that's a, I feel like that's a gift of grace that we need to give to ourselves. Yes. That's me because I, I get so caught up in the thought process of one, pleasing other people, not wanting to cancel. Yep on other people mm-hmm. thinking what will they think or will they take it personally or will they yep. get their feelings hurt? Mm-hmm. But I will never be, I, I was seeing myself the past couple of weeks. It's funny that we're talking about this cause I'm living it right now. Um, the past couple of weeks being a version of myself that I don't like oh. and that I know that is mm-hmm. not the version that God wants me mm-hmm. to be being more on edge. I'm yeah. not an angry person, but for the past two weeks I've had a really short fuse, mm-hmm. which is not me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this week I've taken a And long, that's a clue. Yeah. Boom. I mean, hey, my anger's elevated or my irritation level is mm-hmm. you know, really hot or it doesn't take much. Somebody can look at me cross-eyed and I start crying. 
Whatever it is, your body's saying, hey, Sarah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And I feel like the spirit of Advent, that's kind of the embodiment of what Advent means. Mm-hmm. It's something to be mindful of all year long. Um, but I was wondering, as we were sitting here, when did you start observing Advent in your life? Oh, great question. And what does that mean? How has it changed your life? Great question. So I was raised in um, the Baptist church. Mm -hmm. We were not super liturgical, meaning like we didn't follow the calendar per se always with, um, with the Lenten season or the Advent season, but we knew they were happening. We were aware of them. We just weren't as much of a liturgical church, but I knew about them probably my whole Christian life. And our church was, oh, this is a great memory. I haven't thought about this. Well, I wrote about it, but I'm not sure I made it in the book, actually. But I did write about it. They cut a lot of stuff out of books, by the way. <laughs> I would love to hear all about that process. Yes, yes, yes. So do, have you ever seen a chrismon tree? No. So a chrismon tree is a tree that is decorated with religious symbols. And ours, um, growing up, like my mom made all these chrismon ornaments. And they were just, it's a great memory. So we did that for Advent in the church I grew up in. And then when I married, I married into the Methodist denomination. My husband was Methodist, and we started going to Methodist church, and our church was a little more liturgical, so we leaned into the Christian calendar and liturgy a little bit more than I had been used to, and Advent at that point was um, something that was new for me to really immerse myself in, not just know about it, but to like really purposefully immerse myself in, and so it was, I would say it was not until after my stroke when I had to step back from church, and I, I think I mentioned this to you last time, but I had huge anxiety being around lots of people after I'd been in the hospital for a month. I can't imagine. It was just really hard. And so going back to church, even though everyone was so well-meaning, was extraordinarily overwhelming to have people coming at you and, oh, how are you? And I want to give you hugs and <gasps> having to answer you know, the same questions yes, probably over and just, over and yes, all good intentions, all but that's a good huge intention. transition. Anybody know? who's had a health crisis knows and understands that feeling of just like reentry is hard. Mm-hmm. So reentry into church took me a very long time. And that's when I started learning more just about contemplative practices and tools about Christian meditation and about Lexio Divina, which is reading scripture in a sacred, slow way, which is included in the book. Um, and all these tools that before I'd maybe had heard of, but I really hadn't practiced. And so when church was kind of stripped away from me, or I shouldn't say it that way, it, it nothing was taken away from me. I had to choose to pause it because it was very overwhelming for me. And so I paused going to worship, but I was in a small group. I was doing spiritual direction. I just wasn't on Sunday morning with hundreds of other people. And so on Sunday mornings, my husband and I would turn on the TV and see who was preaching and light a candle and say a prayer. And for months, that was our practice. We just kind of came inward and brought God into our home on purpose. Mm -hmm. And so that first Christmas um, of when I had my stroke was during Advent. 
And when I came out on the other side in January, I was like, I missed the whole, (laughs) I missed the whole season. And I think from that point forward, it became more important to me. Like, I'm here. I'm going to savor this. I'm going to savor every minute of it. I'm not going to take it for granted. And yeah, I've just always since then really prioritized it. Well, thank you for sharing that because I do feel like like my particular church never observed Advent. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even hear that word until probably when I was like 22. Yes. And I actually heard it through the She Reads Truth yes. girls mm-hmm. and I had gotten one of their Advent books and it completely changed um, how I, I approached the season. But yes. I want to go back to something that you said because I think it's really important because I do feel like probably a lot, a good handful of our followers and listeners may be going through a season where visiting a church at the time of worship is painful for them in some way mm-hmm. or doesn't seem mentally possible for mm-hmm. them in some way. Mm-hmm. But thank you for sharing that you still were able to honor yes. your faith and practice your time with God and still have a small group. Yes. And and I do think that certain seasons of our life do look different in how we approach worship. Absolutely, so they do. The fact that mm-hmm. you were still able to be so connected with your faith is really inspiring to me um, because I do feel like things seem to be very black and white in faith. Like we try to make them that way. Right. But that's, you know, I'm not discounting Mm -hmm. church because I love my church. I love attending worship. Right. But if you are listening and you're feeling like you're in a season that's you're experiencing pain or transition of some time, I would encourage them to look at your testimony. Yes. And it's okay to step back and say, okay, God, what is church for me right now? Mm-hmm. You know, what is worship? How do I connect to you? And and maybe that means you take a hike and look at the trees and sit under the sun. Maybe it means you listen to worship music and sing as loud as you want to in your kitchen. Yeah. Um, maybe it means you have a dinner, you know, with a handful of friends and sit and talk about how God's impacted your life. Wow. And so I think we, we as people of God are very black and white, and I am not at all discounting worship or church or family or community. I think all of that is vital. Mm-hmm. But I also know that a church that loves and honors and respects each of us, a healthy church, mm-hmm. is going to say, girl, if you need to take a hike to meet God this week and come back refreshed later, go do it. We want the best you here, right? Well, and I do think about the verses that that talk about how God does look at our heart and how many people may sit in church and not be there in their heart Mm -hmm. and how during one of the, probably one of the darkest points of your life, absolutely, we're able to still experience God so yep. fully. It was beautiful. In your home. I'm so thankful for the fact that we had that season together and our son was 18 months old at the time. And so it was, you know, it was a lot, it was hard, but truly bringing God into our home has now elevated I think all of our relationships with God, it's changed mm-hmm. that. And so it's not just we have to go to church to meet God, but we have God 
in our home. We have God in our church. We mm. have God all around us. All the time. All the time. It's a way of life. I, and again, going back to the black and white, we compartmentalize we our lives. Like, oh, this is my work life mm-hmm. and my work friends. And mm-hmm. this is church and this is social. But the whole part of being a Christ follower is the embodiment. Yeah, of, of all of it. Life. Our whole, every bit of it. Yeah, and so the book actually is very much in tune with your personal connection to God with your body, um, every bit of it. And so every exercise, every activity, every day, it's just how can you meet God today, whether it's 30 seconds, five minutes, mm. uh, you know, 15 minutes, a half an hour. I could sit, if my life was unscripted, I could sit with those exercises for three hours a day and not get up. You know, I I really, I've, but I'm, I'm 47 now. So I couldn't have said that 30 years ago, but today I can say I could just sit with, I could sit with Jesus all day long and practice breath prayer. I really could. Amazing. Well, walk us through the blueprint, if you will. I yeah, yeah, I would love for those, to. Since this is an audio only. <laughs> yes. So what? Um, there are four weeks, as I mentioned, leading up to Advent. And traditionally, most of us, whether or not we've celebrated Advent um, purposefully or, or just, you know, kind of by accident, we have probably seen on Christmas cards or on decorations the four words, hope, peace, joy, and love. Right. Mm-hmm. And so those are the thematic words in in the church family, in the in the body of Christ for those four weeks before Christmas. And I've taken and invited us into different themes. So there the first week it invites you to slow down and hope. The second week invites you and don't throw anything at me. Simplify for peace. So oh, I'm gonna throw something in myself. <laughs> I need to do that. <laughs> simplify. Oh, we I think we just need permission a lot of times to simplify. Um sit and, and that doesn't mean like you have to be a minimalist. It just means like maybe you could simplify one little aspect of your life mm. to be less stressful, right? The mental clutter yes. alone yes. is enough. To do some heart work on it. is. <laughs> Third week is sit with joy. I think as Christians, we struggle to receive goodness and joy. And mm-hmm. you know, when good things happen to us, we're, we a lot of times we just kind of want to discount them or push them away. And so this is a practice to truly like receive joy and just feel it and live into it and there are hard things happening in this world, but friends, there always have been, and there mm. always will be. So true. And so God is not telling us to ignore the bad stuff, um, but God is wanting us to find the good stuff too. And I think if we don't look for that and sit with it, we're just going to be sad people, Yeah. <laughs> right? So God wants us to find joy. So sit with joy is week three. And then week four, is savor God's love. Just let God love on you and and sit with it. So those are the four weeks. And then there are seven days of a week, right? (laughs) (laughs) So each of those seven days, there are seven different contemplative practices. Whether or not you have, if you're hearing the word contemplative and you go, I don't even know what she means, that is just an invitation to contemplate, right? And then 
to like chew on it, to think about it, to slow down, to just be, just Mm. be. And so if we're in a state of contemplation, we're not in a state of figuring it out. We're not in a state of striving. We're just in a state of pondering and presence. And that's what the contemplative life invites us to. And I found that life accidentally when I had a stroke. I did not know the contemplative life pre-health crisis. It came to me after. So these are all practices that I started doing at that point on my journey. And they were kind of experiments, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what's this breath prayer thing? And I think I told you, well, I'll go there in a minute if we want to dive into breath prayer in a second. But the seven practices are breath prayer, mindful movement, Lexio Divina, Visio Divina, Christian meditation, creative contemplation, which is writing a poem. Oh my goodness. And then practicing presence. So all seven days of the week, you have a tiny little contemplative invitation, an exercise, something that I describe to you and say, take a moment and do a breath prayer. Here are some words you could breathe in and out and just notice how your body feels when you're done. Uh, mindful movement is just that. As you know, I'm a yoga yogi and a yoga teacher. It's not that you have to be a yogi to do the mindful movement. It's everything from dancing to stretching. It's just purposeful movement where we're being mindful and present. Lexio Divina is sacred reading of scripture where we're reading formationally, not informationally. So Bible study, a lot of times we dive in and we learn the words and where they come from. And that's all important. But in a contemplative activity, we're not going for knowledge and information. We're going for formation and presence with God. I love that. So Lexio Divina is basically Latin for sacred reading. And it just lets us hear the words and see how they speak to us. And if you've listened to Exploring Peace Meditations, you have heard Lexio Divina because it's I have lots of those. Visio Divina is the same concept as Lexio, but it's with art. So this, Wonderful. yes, and this book came about because I, my mentor, brought to my small group a beautiful image a few Christmases ago. Um, that might have been 2019. Goodness, because I guess I wrote this 2020. So yes, so in 2019, she brought me this piece of art, which is Mary and Elizabeth, and it is um, created by my now friend. Her name is Lauren Wright Pittman. And Lauren has created this beautiful, beautiful art, and it's included in the book, and we just meditate on it. And we say, what is, what do I see in this image, and what speaks to me, and what does God want me to notice, and how does that connect with my life? Christian meditation is just that, meditating, sitting with God, being quiet. Some people might have heard of the practice of centering prayer. Centering prayer was passed down from Father Thomas Keating, and it's a little more disciplined in the fact that in centering prayer, they teach you, you know, you need to be silent, you need to sit for 20 minutes twice a day. And for someone who's just beginning meditation, that can feel really overwhelming to be mm-hmm. like, you you know, this is the way it's done. So I like to invite people in just through baby steps of silence, using a centering word, 
focusing on God in the quiet. And so that's what Christian meditation offers you in the book. Then there's creative contemplation. And as I mentioned, it's an invitation to write a poem. But here's the cool thing. You don't have to be a poet. It doesn't have to rhyme. Each poem is super simple. So like the week of hope, I just have, and it's, it's an acrostic poem. Do you remember those from oh, like third grade or something? Yes. And so you're just filling in words for the hope. Um, so my example on hope for this one, just so people have a visual, because I think sometimes it's hard to grasp. My example for hope, so H-O-P-E is spelled down the side of the page, and I've got for the H, holding onto things that, O, Overwhelm takes me away from God. P, purposely slowing down and breathing in God's presence. E, evokes hope in my soul this season. Amazing. Right? Um, so it's just simple, write your own poem, and then practicing presence. And there are four different activities for practicing presence, as simple as like go outside and stand under the stars. Okay, so we're not yeah. talking like, we're not talking brain science, we're talking, right. but it is because neuroscience is a big part of embodiment. Um, Which is amazing to me. It is. Science and faith. It is. Yeah. Yeah, so our bodies really respond. Um, our bodies, our brains respond when we practice and when we commit to our spiritual journeys. And there's study after study after study after study that shows the health of a brain for people who have spiritual practices versus those that don't. Mm. And it's just remarkable. It's just absolutely remarkable. And I, I completely agree. It's incredible. And I think that we forget that God made us. Right. <laughs> you know, like, like he knows. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> but I love the blueprint that you have of this with the contemplation. Yes. Because I get so guilty and I feel like probably as a society of believers, we can all be guilty of this in one way or another. Of, I, I get to be kind of a, uh, I'm trying to think of, of the term I'm trying to use, just like a input machine of information. Mm-hmm. And the, the information is being given to me, but I just kind of take it for what it is. And I don't think about what do I think about this and what does this mean to me Mm -hmm. and how can this enrich me and how can I, I don't contribute to the kingdom in a greater way with my thoughts and my contemplations and letting it mold me rather than just be presented to me. Yes. Yes. And so this is permission to slow down. It's permission to be in your body. It's permission to be with God And it's really just um, an invitation to live in the body God gave you for this Advent season. Okay, so our friends who have never done Advent, because every year we have people who are like, I have no clue what you're talking about. So now they've kind of gotten a Reader's Digest version. Yes, they know when it starts, November 27th, Mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. What would you say are some baby steps or a way to get started? And then. And then we can kind of go into... Yeah, so I created something really simple for people who felt a little overwhelmed. I have a calendar on my website. Perfect. It is the simplest 
you know, here, here's the day of the week. Here's the practice you're going to do. You can do it. I mean, Hey, you could give yourself a piece of chocolate every day. If you do your practice, (laughs) if you're, if you're one that lives by rewards, you could jot down in the box where you felt close to God. You could give yourself a check mark or draw a picture. It doesn't matter, but it's a simple, simple calendar. And that's at WhitneyRSimpson.com slash advent. And so that calendar is, is a, you know, not a fancy tool, but it's there. They could also take their own calendar, which is what I do. And I've just got the dates marked on my calendar and I'm setting it aside like as, okay, this is Advent. I'm going to be intentional and purposeful. Not that I don't want to always live that way, right? But it's just that we're setting aside a time on our calendars on purpose to say, I'm going to offer myself this self-care. So first I'd say just claim it and then set realistic expectations. Okay. If you've got like six kids and you're listening to this right now, you're not going to have two hours to sit with God and chew on God's word. Um, If you're working three jobs and you know, you're going to school full time. I have, I have a college student now. I'm officially old. No, you're not. No, you're not. Um, so if you're in college, I know your life is busy, right? It is busy. But we've got to be intentional. So the busiest of us can be intentional, and we can take one minute, five minutes, 30 minutes to be intentional with God this season. If you use my book, I would love it. I'm going to be doing mine on Instagram, uh, so you can do it with me along the way. But you don't have to use anything. You could just say, for this season of Advent, I'm going to sit for five minutes and be silent every day until Mm -hmm. Christmas, right? That is wonderful. And I can't imagine the cumulative heart change over that time. It's huge. Meditation. We as Christians, I think a lot of times misunderstand and, and we try to like make it something that it isn't, but my definition of prayer versus meditation is when we are praying, we are talking to God. Mm-hmm. When we are meditating, we are listening. That is profound. Okay. We're just listening. So could you give yourself five minutes to listen for God for the four weeks before Christmas Day? I think you could. For sure. What are, because I do think there are a lot of stereotypes, probably negative or just maybe even confusing Mm -hmm. about meditation. Mm -hmm. So thank you so Mm -hmm. much for that clarification Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Um, For wandering minds. Yes. Where would you say, if you're going to, if you're going to give advice to a new follower Mm -hmm. for meditating for five minutes, Mm -hmm. what would you suggest? A prompt, a word? I have a couple things. My first one is, and in the book, I talk about using the word of the week. So hope, if it's that first week, you use the word hope. If it's, a, you know, hope, joy, peace, love, and I guide you in using the word of the week for your sacred word. But it doesn't have to be any of those words. It could be any word. It could be a sound. It could be Yahweh, right? Mm. It could be Lord, Spirit, God, Jesus, Um It could be anything that draws you back. I also think it helps me to have something tactile. So whether that's a hand cross or um, like 
prayer beads or even a crystal. I mean, God made crystals. So let's like, so it's true. of the earth, you know, I so. love crystals. <laughs> let's don't, crystals are not bad. I love them. It's all about intent. Yes. It's all about intent. God because made them. when I put up a Christmas tree, I'm celebrating the birth of Christ, yes. you know, Yes. So yes, whatever your intent. Yes. So prayer beads, hand cross. Um, maybe you're a person who loves your essential oils, and you're like, I'm going to use frankincense. And every time I feel fr- smell frankincense this Christmas, this Advent season, it's going to draw me, you know, into focus and purpose on God. It scents doesn't. Are so scents are so great, and it doesn't mean we've made frankincense an idol. It no, just means we're no, no, no. using it to draw closer to God. So, so true. Set something apart that is special or maybe that you haven't seen in a while or touched in a while or, you know, treat yourself. Treat yourself to something and say, yeah. I'm going to hold this star ornament and it's going to be my my on-purpose thing. Um, so whatever it may be, just I like a word, a sacred word, and then a tactile object. The reason for the tactile object for me is if I sit down and I don't have a tactile object in my hand, guess what tactile object is usually very close? Your phone. Yes. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, right? Yeah. All of a sudden my phone is in my hand. And look, y'all, you're probably listening to us on your phone. So phones are good. I'm not for saying sure. they're bad. I'm just saying like when we're meditating, unless you're using your timer on your phone, it doesn't need to be in your hands. So true. <laughs> so put something else in your hands, set your timer, put something on your hands and breathe. Cause I'm definitely a fidgeter. Yes. And uh, yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's fantastic. So Where can people find this book? Yes. So everywhere books are sold. I mean, not to be dramatic, but Amazon was really, you know, like the king of online retailers. We will admit um, it's helpful for authors if people love Amazon and they buy there that you give us reviews because it like means the world. Oh, for sure. That's huge. But also you can support your local small bookstore by ordering it through bookshop. Bookshop. So you don't have to go to the big guys. You can order through there and they'll, they will designate the funds, like any money made to your favorite local bookseller. Isn't that the coolest? That is fantastic. And then also it's like on Walmart and Cokesbury and Upper Room. Congratulations. Thank you. The links to all that are on my website. So you can put that in the show show notes. Yes. Yeah. So we've, I told you earlier, we've been doing the seasons of life podcast. So this, you know, typically it's Liz and I talking for the majority of the season. We've had a guest on almost every single episode of the season, including you, which we're so thankful. And so you're in a very exciting season of life with obviously this book coming to fruition Mm -hmm. you have a son in college i do you and your husband are empty nesters we are it's very different they tell you that but it really is (laughs) yes yes so i know that our time is drawing toward an end Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna hit you with a question that again i did not i did not prep you for (laughs) so who is god to you Mm. or how do you see god in this new season of life Mm, that's a great question. I'm longing for God in community. So I'm seeing God through other people right now. I've been in a long season 
of a lot of time by myself. Okay. Even though my son's been home and husband's been working from home and we've all been in the house, I've had a whole lot of introspective time in writing this book. I can uh, imagine. Right? Like, yes. it's, a, it's a very much inward process to write. Like, it's a very inward process to write. And I'm sensing God helping me um, go back out into service, into ministry, into worship, into connection, and seeing God through others. And so I think that wherever we are on our journeys, we have to understand there's this ebb and flow Mm -hmm. of what God calls us to. And so what I feel called to in this new season of like, hey, I want to do more, I feel called to do more community service because I don't have a kid to race around or, you know, check up on, or he really actually wants me to not check up on him. (laughs) But um, so it's it's totally new. And so there's more space for me to be intentional with my time and community and connection and to serve in different ways that I haven't been able to do in a while as a mom. So I'm excited about that and just meeting Seeing God work through others is such a privilege. So sharing this book with the world, watching how God works through other people's lives in it is part of that. And community and connection are just really valuable to me right now. And I see God, I see God through others. Like that you. is beautiful. Yeah. I see God through you. Yeah. And and that is why community is so important. Yes. I think it builds our faith. Yeah. Our community of faith believers mm-hmm. help us in our own mm-hmm. faith for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So remind us, and we'll put all this in the show notes. Yes. Instagram. Instagram is Whitney R. Simpson. And your website. WhitneyRSimpson.com slash Advent takes you to all these goodies. Wonderful. And you can find the podcast and everything through there too. So guys, we will link this through Amazon, through WhitneyRSimpson.com, mm-hmm. and through um, Bookshelf. Bookshop. Bookshop. Mm-hmm. All those links wow. are on the are on my site, so Perfect. you'll so see them. They can order them in yes. time for the 27th. Yes. And I encourage you, Liz and I, we always go through Advent together, and so accountability matters, mm. So, um, and, and no man is an island. So I would encourage you, go ahead and buy two copies and gift one to a friend or to your mom or a Love sister it. at your church. Love it. Or someone who maybe you feel like needs some community and mm-hmm. invite them to community by celebrating the most sacred time of year yeah. together. So good. You just gave me goosebumps. Well, because it's so true. (laughs) Yes. Go ahead and build on intentionality Mm -hmm. and community Mm -hmm. at the same time. Yep. Because we, I I need help. I need accountability. And we can (laughs) be fully present together. Yes. And so I'm going to try to do that on my Instagram. I've been challenged to, to actually do my own practices on social that. media, which takes me so outside my comfort zone. So follow along. We, yeah, can, do it we can do it together. And seriously, it go ahead and buy your friend an early Christmas present. Say, this is Love what it. I want to get you for Christmas, but we're going to do it together. Love it. And I think that's a wonderful gift. You can wrap it up or even have uh, Liz and I one year, we um, looked at Advent things and baked together one night. Oh, that's so good. Lots of fun. But so Whitney, good. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Thank truly. you for your friendship, for your time. Of course. What a treat. I'll see you next week. We're getting tacos. We're going to have Taco Tuesday. We are going to have Taco Tuesday. <laughs> we, we are going to have Taco Tuesday. Well, it's been a long time coming, but we're, we're making it happen. It was my fault this time no, because no, I'm a it's horrible texture. But no, it's all good. We're there. But we have all the info and show notes. Make sure you guys order this today. 
go ahead and order it because this comes out on November 8th. And we will see you guys back here next week. Bye. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.